I feel like a Jonas Brothers. I, listen, listen, listen. The joy and the feeling that I'm feeling right now it is naturally unexplainable, supernaturally, it all makes sense. Today is Thanksgiving. Listen, I usually, you know, I'm a thankful person. You know, it's a good day, it's a good day to eat, praise the Lord. Today I watched a Thanksgiving service with um, evangelist Jonathan and Adala Shuttlesworth, Shuttlesworth, and <laughs> that first of all, it was a good, it was a good service. Secondly, bro, like I am so pumped. I need you to know, I am so pumped after that Thanksgiving service. I just feel just the spirit of thanksgiving and praise and 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 just oh i've been praising listen i'm so i am in so much joy and jubilee i just cleared out my bank account i know that sounds like insanely responsible but i need you to know i sowed a seed and i am expecting a harvest but i am just on full faith mode there is more where there is more where there is more where there is more. There was always more. There was always more. And today, I just feel that just pouring out of me like what I give will never return, will never not return, and it won't ever return to me void. And it, it, listen, it's so important to give in Thanksgiving. And there is a verse in the Bible where the Bible even talks about not giving, just God loves a giver when it's when it's not reluctant. Oh my goodness. Let me look it up. Here it is. Second Corinthians verse nine. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctant, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a tearful giver. I lost my spot. Okay. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in, in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound. You will abound in every good work. Hallelujah. Listen, skip to verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can become generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for all his indescribable gifts i didn't even know that the full the rest of the verse read that like it's literally speaking to my exact situation right now okay i never share this until today but i am in a fundraising um mode for an expedition or mission trip that i am going to the month of may 2022 and it is the country that i was born in and I shared this in the first, very first episode of this podcast, but if you don't know, I was born in Democratic Republic of the Congo, 
Okay. I was born in the year 1999. And if you know anything about that year, okay, in Central and East Africa, what happened around that year? You got it. A Rwandan genocide. And where did that Rwandan genocide shift down to? You got it. Democratic Republic of the Congo. So that's one of the major reasons why my family is even in America today. And I've just been so grateful. I've just, because I heard a sermon today, like I was sharing in the beginning of the uh, episode, where it's like, God attend, he abides in the praise of his people. And, and, and the pastor said, he's now a pastor, praise God. He said, angels attend to your prayers, but God attends to your praise. And then I just started to get, you know, because lately I've been like thinking like missions and fundraising wise. And, and I hate getting in this like system of like, oh, will anybody give? Or like, I, I ask so many people to give and will anybody give this time around? Are they tired from the last time or whatever? But and then, uh, but you know what? To, after that sermon today, I was like, oh my gosh, God, you delivered me from death on so many counts on all kinds of levels. Listen, I've choked on a penny. I've, I've, you know, I've nearly died lots of times. Okay. But the biggest threat to my life was that Rwandan genocide happenstance. Okay. Long story short, my mom, she is technically, technically a Tutsi technically okay and when they were going around and long story short long story short Crizo, basically it was a hutu and tutsi thing and tutsis have a very specific face shape it's long and and it's it's you have a, a longer face and you're usually lighter skinned or whatever not all the time but whatever that's usually how it's easy if, if you're african you just look a certain way and then it's easy to just categorize everybody because we're all african and we usually marry within our own people and we all look a certain way so they you know some government inflicted stuff happened and then they had a genocide i mean the hutus were killing the tutsis and it was just a mess and it shifted down to democratic public the Congo my mom fit the bill she fit the description she got called by an officer to come to the place where basically where the Tutsi were Tutsis were called to and she knew that the only way out of that building was death for some reason she took me with her and she was just pining I mean but like God I believe you I I want to be saved like I don't want to die God I need your help isn't he good? Isn't God is our salvation. I mean, we talked about this last episode. He didn't just save you from death, hell, and the grave. He saves you. He is a savior. And that is an all encompassing thing that you get to witness in your life. And let me tell you, when she walked, when the guard saw her gun in hand, as you know, a typical African military person, you know, guerrilla, I don't know what they call those military people do those rebels or whatever. He looked at her and he says, you're free to go. Listen, I don't know about you, but in a genocide, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't really happen. And today I was just thinking about, I was like, God, you have saved me. And I was there, you know, I was in her hands. So we could have both been kaput. So I was like, God, you have saved me from so many counts of death. And here I am thinking about, are people going to give? Am I going to get the chance to financially to Democratic Republic of Congo? Are you kidding me? I was like, here I am thinking it's imaginable like unimag like not even unimaginable because god has done it this is not my first time raising the amount of money i have to raise for to go to africa Ugh. but like here i am i'm thinking like it's such a f stretch of faith for, for god to like scramble together a few grand you know and and he owns all the riches and and uh, there's a lot of rich people in this world it's not two people that are rich 
there's a lot of rich people in this world and money doesn't run out. It will never run out. Okay. God owns all the riches. It'll never run out. And the Bible even tells us he gives us the ability to create wealth. So not only does do all the riches that have ever existed on this earth is still here. He gives us the ability to create it. Okay. And if you're thinking like, what does that mean? Create. Have you ever heard of cryptocurrency? Crypto island boy. Crypto island boy. You ever heard of that? You ever heard of doji coins? Doggy, whatever they're called. Doji coin. Doge, whatever. Doji cat. You ever heard of that? Okay. So don't. There, there are ways. We weren't trading with, with, with metal coins for a long time ago. It, it wasn't always metal coins. They were, people did animals and stuff. And now we have paper. And then now we're shifting over to the digital. And, you know, that can get, that, that can have its own little ugh, rabbit trail, but we're not good in there. So I was just like, God, I'm not even worried. I give you praise. And instead of praying like begging you to scramble some change together because that's change three thousand dollars two thousand dollars a thousand that's change and if if it's changed to bill gates how much more is that change to god you kidding me so i was like god i praise you sick of all this asking me he might me must be too i praise you god that you have the ability to do it i'm not even asking you to do anything hard basically what i'm as what i need financially and, you know, it's not like I'm just sitting on my butt waiting for people to just give me money. <laughs> Whatever. Because um, God has put, like, I, I have a job. I have two jobs, technically. But then I have, like, multiple side jobs. And God has con- continually put, like, oh, I need you to come out. Can you can you do this? Can you do this for me? Can you babysit? Can you watch? Can you this? Can you that? Continually. Every single time that I've been, I've needed it. God has continually, like, given me, given me the opportunity to increase and out of my increase I give just out of thanks like thank you God do you know what I mean so (laughs) I was like you know what what was I I was talking about change I was talking about I was talking about something I'm not going to press pause and and go back and I'm just going to let it flow I was talking about something I was like God you know I praise you I praise you that you can do this this isn't this is nothing you know I don't need to worry you know I thank you God that you let me turn off the notifications. These text, these happy Thanksgiving texts are coming in. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I praise you. This is nothing to you. I don't need to worry about this. Are you kidding me? And not only that, you guys, it's been crazy. Okay, let me, cause okay. So you know, I just told you I'm going to Democratic Republic of the Congo. See, I was born there. I've never been back since the day I was born. Because when my family and I left, we were refugees and we lived in. Um, Cameroon I think I've been to three African countries without my knowledge and by without my knowledge I mean like I was a baby (laughs) I was just not here consciously not well you know what I mean I don't remember it Cameroon I think there was a third country we went to but regardless it was Cameroon and we immigrated to America and (laughs) so cute we're citizens by the way (laughs) we immigrated to America um so and then the only country I've ever visited outside of a mission trip was Switzerland and I was in middle school so I and the first time I was in Africa I was in South I went to South Africa so you know this is the very first time you guys that me 22 years old 
it took, and I, and I came to America at the age of one, it took 21 years to make this round trip. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not the city I was born in, but regardless, I get to go on a mission trip. And the, the reason that I get to go back, one of the highest calls, it, it's not one of, it is the highest call is to minister and share the gospel. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? I'm so excited. I'm so freaking pumped. Are you hecking me? What the H? I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I just, I just, 20 minutes ago, I kid you not, I was giving the Lord a dance break. And out of that overflowing and overwhelming Thanksgiving, and then watching the rest of that Thanksgiving service where, where, you know, the pastor speaking was talking about like how he was just discontent where where he was financially like he and it was like this is this is a shame like I shouldn't be having to expect like live miracle to miracle for each paycheck or whatever each money that comes in when I go travel for the ministry like you know like this I he was because you know we read these bibles where just we read these bible verses just like I read now where God where it says you know you'll be made rich in every way so you can be generous on every occasion and just so we're clear, I just want to lay down the foundation. The love of money is the root of all evil, not money. Money is a tool. If you read your Bible in Ecclesiastes, you would know that money is a tool. It's not a sin to be rich. Okay, get that out of your brains. It's not a sin. You can't, you can't even accomplish a huge things without having something to give. So I don't even, I don't even know. It's a tool. Just like I said, it wasn't always, we were trading cows. And then we went to coins and paper and doji coins and, and, and like cryptocurrency. So this is all a tool, okay? Loving it is where things get skewed and it's wrong and it's it's evil. But if you if you if you steward your money and you 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 put the Lord first, and I mean out of every single increase, every single increase, you give God your first and best fruit then you are you are keeping yourself in a pure position and not only that you're keeping yourself biblical you're 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 righteous you're you're living good because you are positioning yourself in discipline according to this and God will increase it because you give generously you give to him first if you read in Malachi where you know i believe it was Ma- i believe it was Malachi um where God was upset Lord there is that Bible verse. It's like, you ever, just to sum it up, like, you know that feeling when you put, it feels like you get money, but every time you get money, the money leaves your hand and it just feels like there's a hole in your pocket. And this, I'm modernizing this because I got I'm just energizing. I'm running off of this scripture right here, right here. Um, that's, and God said, he was speaking to his people through a prophet and he said, was it a prophet? Was Malachi a prophet? He was speaking to his people through a man of God. And he was saying, that's happening because you have neglected my house. You're not even giving to my house. And think about it. We were created to praise God and you're not even, you're, you're neglecting the most important person ever. Uh, uh, that's a problem. So. What was I saying? Oh my gosh. So that's basically what I was getting. That's basically what I'm getting at. The importance of money and, 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 and stewarding your money. It's you were created to praise God. This is a tool. It's a discipline you have to learn. 
And you just constantly have to make your heart, make sure that your heart is right before the Lord regarding, especially regarding finances, regarding all of that. But I'm not here to give you one of those like boring YouTube ads on like how this money and all that stuff. That's not what we're here for. I'm here to tell you what I don't did today. Because after that overwhelming, just, oh, just thankfulness that I was feeling. And like I was saying, I'm going back, hearing that pastor talk about how, how he, he, you know, he sowed and, and money came in or, um, somebody donated money and he just broke out in a dance for the Lord. And then a thought happened in his spirit and he didn't know it was, you know, found in the scripture. Technically it was a scriptural principle, a biblical principle. And, but basically what he said to himself, and you can look it up yourself. You can watch the video yourself. It's the Thanksgiving service today posted by Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Basically he, he was like, Hey God, <laughs> if this amuses because he was dancing and he's not a good dancer and it made his wife laugh. He was like, if this amuses, and his wife was laughing, okay. If this amuses my wife this much, how much more is it going to amuse you? And basically, he basically was like, God, I'm going to give you my best dance in proportion to what you give me. Not out of a bribe, but a deal. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like he's doing nothing. This, he's a minister of the gospel. So please keep your hate to the left. But I encourage you to just watch the video yourself to get the context, okay? okay? But basically, you know, that just really spoke to, oh, it's like something jumped in me. And then everybody in the room just started like dancing because just the result and how God would bless him. And he said 27 people gave at least $1,000. And I mean, this, this young couple in the ministry, just seeing the hand of God in his provision, hallelujah. And I'm telling you, just God is good. So that's the reason why I cleared out my bank account today. But I'm not even worried because right before I, you know, a few days before that, God, you know, gave me, <laughs> I, he provided, I'll just say that. So I have a vast increase by the grace of God, not to brag, but to really boast in the Lord of what he has done because I couldn't do it. There's no way I could have done it if, number one, I didn't seek God. If, number two, I didn't, I didn't give God anything, if my worries or my troubles or my problems or whatever. And I, number three, I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't live a life of praise. Listen, like I just said, God abides in the praises of his people. The praise attracts God. I've never seen anywhere in the Bible where God was attracted to people who wouldn't even bother singing of his praises. In fact, they actually ended up cursed. A lot of people ended up cursed because they'd rather, they, they wasted their time. And I was actually reading this in the Bible yesterday. I, I, I was, where on earth was I? I was in Hebrews. That is so crazy. Read your Bible every day. You'll be, you'll, something will bounce in your spirit and you won't, not bounce. It'll jump in your spirit and you, and it's, it's from, and it's like what you read the day before, the night before, that morning of, it's going to be connected to it. You won't even, I'm telling you, this is how we meditate. This is how we study the word of God. It's, it's so good. He was talking about, I think it was Hebrews. Yeah, it must have been Hebrews. Hallelujah. Okay, yeah, Hebrews 3. And it's funny because Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. Oh, never mind. That's not funny. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me get to it.
Because you know how the Bible says, you know how you ever heard of that verse in the Bible where it's like, um, if you, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts or, um, oh, what is it? It's like a specific, like harden not your hearts when the word of the Lord is spoken, when the word of the Lord is spoken, right? I think it is harden not your hearts. Basically, we know the story of how the Israelites were like real, like irritated God, like come now and this is during the time period of Moses you know the exodus and all that goodness so I'm reading in the book of Hebrews I think last night like 1 a.m or something like that and the Bible says this Moses was also was faithful in all his house for this one had been counted worthy of more glory than Moses and as and this is about Jesus now he and as much as he who built the house has more honor than the house for every house is built by someone but he who built all things is God and Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward but Christ as son as a son over his own house whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end therefore as the Holy Spirit says today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of the trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me tried me and saw my works 40 years therefore I was angry with that generation not generations do you hear me generation it took one you're kidding me and said they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways and what did it just what did we just read what did we just read? Verse nine, it says, where your father's testing me, tried me and saw my works 40 years. But yet somehow in verse 10, they have not known his ways. How you do that? So I swore, this is God, verse 11. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Beware brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but extort one another daily, which is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers, partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Oh my goodness. And this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. People who have an atmosphere of praise you don't irritate you don't piss god off you don't irritate well let me edit that out you don't irritate god do you hear me you don't irritate him you attract him what happened to the the spies i think it was 10 spies and two came back or it was 12 spies oh Crizo, come now <laughs> these are not the hard things of the bible how many spies were there the 12 spies and two only came back with a good report. And these are the blessed ones. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It was uh, it's Joshua and Caleb. I'm sorry. I, I know. Whatever. Joshua and Caleb came back. I've read the Bible, guys. Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. These people said, yeah, there's giants in the land. But we believe that our God will give us the land. We'll overtake it. And God will give us the land. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. But those other people were saying, oh my gosh, there's giants in the land. Oh my gosh. We're like, we're like, we're like, mos like what, not mosquitoes. We're like grasshoppers. They'll, they'll destroy us, basically. And basically, this is what I'm saying. When you're, when you're in a position of where, you know, it requires faith. It looks like faith is going to be the only way out of this thing. <laughs> the wrong thing to do is to fix your mouth 
up to God or up to anybody else. Because in all things, you have to do it like you are doing it unto God in all things. Do as if it was unto God. It'd be wrong of you. It'll actually cost you something because you reap. Everything you do is a seed. Keep that in mind. It'd be wrong for you to be like, well, I don't know how we're going to do it. Because it just looks like it just seems a little overwhelming. I've never had to raise this much money before. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to go on this trip. Well, I don't know. I'm a college student. And I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can graduate without debt. Am I hitting? Am I hitting? Okay. I don't know if I can do that. Because, and you give your examples like this, like, like people ask you for an essay. Nobody asked you for an inductive or deductive argument. Nobody asked you for any of that stuff. If you can't tell, I obviously go to school and I learn things that I don't know the definition of. Nobody asked you for any of that. But if you, if you, if you're in a position that requires faith and it looks like that's going to be the only way to obtain it, fix your mouth, puff your chest out and say, God's going to give it to me. And I'm going to go there and start speaking like, like, like everything's just going to come together. That's what I do. I mean, listen, one, it took one year to get me like of not doing any overseas ministry. Personally, that's my call. I know it to travel and preach the gospel to evangelize and, and teach that. I know my call, um, but it took one year. And if you can guess that one glorious year, and it actually was a really good year. It was for me. The goodness of God was just unrelenting and it was beautiful. The 2020, you know, the year of the Karo the year of the bat soup, year of the cat, year of the cow, whatever you want to call it. It was a great year for me. It was a great year for me and my family. Um, and God really provided. I am so freaking grateful. I am so grateful. I'm so, you don't understand how grateful I am to serve the, this God, to serve this kind of God, this God, who's this kind, who, who promises to, like continually in his word that he'll provide. Are you kidding me? I am so grateful for where, where it seemed like it was the hard, where it was the hardest year for a lot of people. It was to be completely honest, my easiest one, just the easiest year of my life in the Lord. Are you kidding me? When everything shut down, it was like a breeze. Everything was every day felt like a delight. I'm serious. Things just felt in place. Any problem I had was resolved nearly immediately. I'm serious. Seriously. But that year I didn't travel overseas. I didn't travel overseas because hello, the world was shut down and I was planning to go to a undisclosed location that I cannot share. I don't think I can share to preach the gospel. Um, but it, that was canceled for obvious reasons. And I was upset. And that was the first year in, 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 since I started doing missions and, you know, ministry, I should really say like doing ministry that I just didn't travel overseas didn't mean that I didn't do ministry I did do ministry I did evangelize but that was the first year and it really bummed me out because I I could have been in Africa and I or I could have been in another undisclosed location I'll just say that <laughs> um and that year I was like I'm not not going so the following year I had to raise like 
three grand. And that this is that was my second time, which is this year. That was my second time last year and this year, my second time raising three grand for a mission trip. The first time God told me, he told me he, he, the Holy spirit made an impression in my spirit. And he said, give a tithe. I want you to tithe off of every single donation on this mission trip. And the first time in that trip was South Africa. I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's all going to the ministry anyways. I mean, that's where the tithe goes. It goes to the house of God. Well, you know what? Do I have to give a tithe? It's, it's all for ministry. I didn't tithe. And though I got the money, it was hard. It was, it was very hard fundraising. It really was. It was very hard. And that year, my dad had to like, I love my dad. My dad had to um, provide a large sum of money to help me reach a deadline to even make it on that trip. You kidding me? And there was, I made a lot of, I learned a lot from that. You know, out of disobedience, it, it's, it's good to learn your lesson. And it's good to like never make those mistakes ever again. That was, let me tell you this. I learned so much. That was the very last trip that my dad has ever given money where I begged him for. And, and I did it to show my dad and to really show myself that, you know, God is my, I love my dad more than, you know, God is my father. Like I did that to be really be like, God is my provider. Though my dad provides and he is my father, the old, what I have when he, should the Lord tarry and he goes on to be with the Lord, what I still have, I won't, I won't lose my provider and I won't lose my, you know, my ultimate father because and I, that was something I felt the Lord settle in me. Like when I was in ministry school, like, and I believe this was at least two years or one year prior to this South Africa trip where God was really, I mean, really working in me, like that dependency of God, like really like, oh my gosh, like Carrizo, like you, you got to start looking at me as your provider. And this was such, you guys, let, let me tell you, I was, it was like a season. It wasn't even, a, I don't even know if it's a season or just a, like a less, like, how can you how can you call teaching moments seasons because it's not like you it's like you constantly have to like pull from what you learn and walk that out so it was just like a time where I was constantly having to really realize and depend and really put things look at look at myself and look at everything in life and be like who is my provider? Like God has to be my provider. I was literally lost in the woods of Mississippi. Now, I don't know if you know this, if you can't tell by the cover art, I am black and I'm in the middle of the backwoods of Mississippi. I don't know for certain if everything's good yet in the backwoods of Mississippi. And I mean like socially good because again, I was lost in the backwoods of Mississippi in that time where I was, where the Holy Spirit was really like wanting to like, you need to start depending on me. And he didn't make this happen. Let's get this clear. He didn't, God doesn't put you through, through like unfavorable situations to force a lesson down your throat. Nobody does that. That's not how he teaches. He teaches through instruction. He does not teach through destruction. Okay. I know I'm going everywhere, but just hang on, hang on, hang on. We're making it through. We're making it through. 
Listen, my phone was acting crazy and my GPS was on and you know, I'm driving and where I had to go, it wasn't even in Mississippi. Well, it was in Mississippi, but the ultimate destination was Hamilton, Alabama. But I had to like where we were staying was like, um, you know, if you're in the country town, everything where you need to go and where you're going to live is always like a state away and everything's close to each other. So you can like live in Mississippi and go to church in Alabama. It's, it's weird like that. But that's how it is. I mean, it's kind of like that in Europe where people are like, I'm going to go to Germany for some McDonald's and they live in like Switzerland or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? If you know what I mean, you know what I mean? And I was trying to, you know, where I needed to go was Mississippi. My phone did this thing where it would just die. It would just die. You know, <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? It would just die. And where I was, um, it was in the backwoods. Okay. And let me tell you, I was so deep in these backwoods that I was on the highway and the highway just ended and I had to make a right. I remember this. And then into the backwoods. I had made, made a left into the backwoods. And this is just homes and hills, homes and hills, homes and hills, two lane roads that are technically a highway. But because you're in the country, it's like regular roads to everybody. And everybody's driving like a thousand miles per hour and you're just trying to get through life. Phone dies, no internet, because I'm in the backwoods, okay? And I have, I have, I'll just say I had, I don't even know if I can say this cellular network, but if you have it, repent. I had something mobile. I'll just say that. Letter mobile. A mess. Great in the city, terrible in the countryside. Ridiculous. Oh my goodness. I now have the checkmark cellular network and it's pretty good, you know, but unfortunately I, when I travel, I don't get service. The, and the only way that letter mobile benefited you is if like, I went to Mexico that year and like I had service, but I, I didn't have service in Mississippi. Really? Segway, segway, not important. Anyway, so my phone died. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like how all those movies start. Like this is the movie Get Out. If you've ever seen it, like I'm black and every and I'm in the backwoods and all I have to rely on is like the Holy Spirit and stereotypes are like really freaking me out right now because the stereotypes, I'm scared. I'm, so, I'm scared. Okay, I was scared. And technically I was, I live like two hours away. And here I am all the way in freaking Mississippi. How the freak am I getting out of here? And how the freak am I going to get to where I need to go? Because I couldn't access the GPS anymore. My internet's gone. Girl, listen, let me tell you. Listen, I pulled up in a school and I was like, hey, y'all got phone service? The kids didn't have phone service. I was like, where's the highway? I don't know what I'm doing. Like I called the cops. I was like, how do I get out of here? And they were like, I don't have that type of technology to see where you are. So you're just going to have to trust. Just tell me what, 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 you, what do your surroundings look like? This is some backwoods type help. Are you kidding me? Well, if like she knows what type of tree. Well, if you pass the big tree in Elmore Street, then I know that you can take a right turn up in here. Yep, yep. Then you're going to pass the crook and the creek. Are you kidding me? What the heck is this? So... She says, you just keep going. Just keep going. There's a highway. Just keep going. There's a highway. Just keep going. I was like, there is no highway. I, I'm going and there's a stoplight. What the freak do I do past a stoplight? I don't know. There's just a highway. You just have to keep going. What the heck? Oh, I was so irritated. So anyways, I'm driving around. I'm going crazy. And I pull up and um, 
oh, I see somebody. It's like a little mom and pop store, mom and pop store. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's people out there. They look like they have phones. God, I hope these people are not. I had literally had a serious moment with the Lord. I was like, please don't let this person be a racist. I just want to get out. By the grace of God, they were the most kind, loving people I've ever met. Listen, usually the sight of overweight country people isn't something that's comforting. But ever since that day in the backwoods of the Mississippi, state of Mississippi, every time I see an overweight man with a limp, accompanied by an overweight woman in a sweaty shirt, a sense of peace just overtakes me. Overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I find comfort. Yeah. Yeah, because God provided. And listen, I got out by the grace of God and I got cell phone service and everybody was, we all cheered, heaven cheered. It was great, it was great. But basically, God was depending that dependency in me. And and this story is not over because I, I went to where I needed to go and I was on my way back. I kind of got in trouble for even being in Mississippi, but I did tell people I was gonna go to the meeting, whatever. So, they were, so my director was like, well, I'm gonna need to see you Sunday morning. So that means Sunday morning, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. and drive two hours over to make it to the church service. It didn't even take me two hours. It took me like three. What the heck? So GPS time is always wrong. The freak. Anyways, so, and I still have this phone problem. And I don't know about you, but five in the morning, the sun's not up. The sun was not up, you guys. So it's dark. I'm in another backwoods. This time... It's in Alabama. To make matters worse? Are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm in Alabama. Everything's dark. I'm like, the car in front of me is driving so fast that I like lose him. I was like, what the heck? Like I was trying to stay on his trail to at least have someone. But people drive so fast out there. Oh, it's almost like they've been living there like all their lives. They just know or something apparently so i'm like god <laughs> i am and i came back from you know a ramp the ramp uh it was a conference at the ramp and if you've if you heard of it if you've ever been go it's fun i don't know if they still do it i'm pretty sure they do um full of faith holy spirit deposited like major words in me and it was amazing totally had an amazing like encounter with the lord so I'm like Holy Spirit pumped, you know, my faith's up here, my expectancy's up to the roof, but I'm over here in the dark in Alabama. I'm like, Father God, I look at my phone. I was like, Lord Jesus. And my phone would randomly die, randomly die. I don't even know if I turned off worship music or I had it on. <sighs> I was stunned. I was stunned. I was like, no, like if this shuts down, like what the freak, do I do a U-turn? What do I do? How do I even, I don't even, I took so many and back roads. There are so many turns to get to where you need to go. I, I, dear Lord Jesus, help me. So I was like, God, I don't, please don't let this phone die. Please empower my phone. Holy spirit power, empower this cellular device to stay on. Give it the breath of life. Glory, glory. Let it not die on me. Because what freaked me out was having, if it died, what freaked me out was having 
only the Holy Spirit to depend on. And I know that sounds foolish, especially when I'm in hello ministry school at this point. That's okay. You kind of need the Holy Spirit. You do need the Holy Spirit to even confirm that that's, that's what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go. But it, it's just such a big deal. And I'm the type of person where it's like, I don't want to do something and do it wrong. So, um, yeah. And also, like, if I make a wrong turn, like, sis, how the freak am I going to get out? Anyways, so there's a lot at stake here. Um, so, you know, God kept me. <laughs> he kept me. He kept this phone. He kept me. I made it out alive. But later on, because I'm telling you, it wasn't a season. It's like a constant checking in, like, depend on me. Because there is, there could be times and situations where it's like all the earthly help is not going to be available and all you have is me and I know the way. I mean, the, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We all know that song. You know the way, the truth, and the life. We know that song. We love that song. I love that song. So good. Um, so funny because I was in Jacksonville the next time I was driving. I was driving home from I was on spring break with two of my friends, Lindsay and Chantel, and it was nighttime and, you know, Huntsville, Alabama, all the way to Jacksonville. It is not nine hours. I'm telling you, Siri is a liar. She is a liar. The map app is a liar. It was, it took like 12 hours. Always, always, always. So phone didn't turn off, but apparently one good thing you could depend on my city. Jacksonville 4 is always doing construction in the back country roads of like near Yuli or like some like y'all always do construction and reroute the road where we need where Siri didn't even have a chance to she didn't know she wasn't in on this meeting so Siri's telling me to make a right where there is no right and I'm like ma'am so now I'm at crossroads and it was really funny because at least I was with my friends. So it's one thing if you're alone. It's another, that's why the Bible says it's better for two to walk than, you know, one. Because if one falls into a hole, you can pick them up. But, you know, if if one falls to a hole and you're alone, uh, you got to call on the Lord. And not that he won't save you. I'm just saying it's easier <laughs> for two. So, Lord Jesus. So we all, it was funny. It was funny. Because we were just talking about depending on the Holy Spirit and hearing the Holy Spirit and nah, 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 nah. and let's play the Holy Spirit game. And if you're in ministry school, apparently, I don't know if this is like a ministry school thing or like an Alabama thing where people were just like, let's play the Holy Spirit game. And, and the Holy Spirit will give you a word. And later on, you'll see the like you'll usually like, oh, my gosh, like that's so true. Like so Lindsay's this is a huge segue. But hold on. I'm getting somewhere. Lindsay felt in a, like the Holy Spirit told her watermelon watermelon was the word and we were just finished playing this game hold on to that thought so we are in the dark okay um i'm still black but you know at least it's still the country kind of i don't know but it's it's a little i think it's a little more progressive than mississippi <laughs> okay um anyways so <laughs> the holy spirit's still there <laughs> so we were like okay now we have to depend on the holy spirit because i could call my dad to come get me but gas is low my phone battery's good. She's hot. She's nice. She's doing good things for me. She's great. But gas is low. And I could call my dad. And he would, I know my dad. Like, he would absolutely, like, you know, there's not a wall he wouldn't break down. You know that one song? Yeah. He would He would come for me. How do you even describe your location, though? I don't know. But the thing about that is Siri doesn't even, 
understand like how would siri navigate him to us if siri doesn't she's not even computing that this road is the built the way it is it's not the map app is not it hasn't been calibrated with a road system that was built right now or rerouting that was done a mess it was a hot mess so we're we're literally at a crossroads again 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 i'm at another crossroads in the middle of the night where i'm black and i'm in my car oh my gosh are you kidding me so Chantel and Lindsay are like, we just have to pray in the Holy Spirit and he'll tell us. Um, and I, I just, it was really, it's really funny because, you know, I'm not going to segue to another story because I was just about to, but I felt the Holy Spirit and it wasn't like some feeling that was like, go left. It wasn't like that. It was just like, it was like a logical thought. That's what it felt like. It was just like, oh, okay. I just turned left. So all the Holy Spirit said left. So I turned left and we were back on track and we made it home. Glory to God. And when we made it home, guess what was home? Watermelon. Wah, Holy Spirit game is cool. Wah. So, you know, God was really depend building my dependency on him and really showing me not that he, again, he didn't orchestrate these moments, but it's, it's, but there are life, the way life is just built. Okay. There, it's going to be, there are going to be times where you're at a crossroads and the only way out is through like listening and considering the voice of the spirit of God, where God's going to lead you. Because I don't, he's Jesus. I mean, he's, he is our shepherd. God is our shepherd. We shall not lack. He leads you. So there's nowhere you're going to go that God hasn't, isn't walking with you. So don't even be afraid of even going anywhere because God, God's the one, you know, God is with you. He's walking with you. And if you make a wrong turn, just the same way a GPS can redirect you, so can the Holy Spirit. And he's better than he's better than the GPS because Siri was failing me. Okay? Apple, failure. A major failure. Failure. <laughs> a mess. So that and I'm and I that's a forever gonna be a thing where God's developing like your dependency on him because you need it to live this life. I mean you need it to live this life, okay? So you know, I don't know where exactly I was, but I kind of have an idea. Mission trips. So, you know, each time I, it's like each time I raise money or I get the opportunity because this opportunity came because I went on a mission trip to Zambia and I didn't feel the Holy Spirit be like, go. But because I hadn't been on. OK, now we're making sense because I hadn't been like I just said on a trip in a full year because of the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to go spread the gospel. And there is a word that my, uh, one of the pastors at my church, uh, pastor Daniel shared. And he was like, you don't, you really don't even sometimes it's like, don't even make it basically don't make a big deal. If, if you, if, cause my church is very mission oriented. If you, just like I talked about in my episode, black gospel, white gospel, white gospel, black gospel with my missionary friend, faith. Um, you should listen to that one. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, basically don't, don't make it a huge deal about like, God, should I go to my, my church? My church is very mission oriented and they do a lot of mission trips in different locations. So for example, we'll do this Brazil or this or Moldova or whatever. These are past trips. So, um, so he was saying, you know, when we present this stuff, don't make it a big deal. Like, God, should I go on this? Because the Bible tells us go into all the world and preach the gospel. And Acts 1-8, I'm just going to quote it because I know it. Uh, you shall receive power 
uh, after that the Holy Ghost come upon you and you shall be witnesses. I learned it in song form. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and into Samaria and into the outermost part of the earth. So this is a command. The Bible commands us to go and preach the gospel. So you don't, you <laughs> figuring out if you should go, it's kind of like a waste of time because it's like, he already gave the word. So just go. So, you know, I didn't really feel it out in the spirit when I should go. I just went because I know my call, number one. And number two, uh, what the freak? I love doing these things and I'm going to spread the gospel. But in the spirit, I felt, I really felt that this trip was going to be like, that trip was going to be like a launching pad for me. And it really was. Um, and I'm seeing things fall into line. I mean, I started the podcast. I started, I preached on a radio to, or teach on a radio for an African community in Africa and Europe and America. I teach in English because I don't speak French. Um, we're working on that. Um, so, and, you know, just, just a life of full-time ministry. And, and I'll share more about me along the road because there's a lot to break down here. So it really was. And then after that trip, it was a great trip, 122 salvations. Amazing. After that trip, I got a call from my missionary friend, Faith. And she was like, hey, so guess what? Like me and 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 another uh expeditions leader from overland missions are leading a trip to democratic republic of the congo democratic republic of the congo and you know i've only ever mentioned it every single time i've opened my mouth that i'm from this country <laughs> just kidding so she wanted me to join and uh accompany her on that trip or be a part of that team and of course hello the freak i was like well, actually, and this is this is this is what I'm eventually getting into. There's there's a bigger picture in all of this. I promise. I wanted to. I was like shouting. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes!" I said yes, but I felt in my heart and a hindrance. What? What? I felt in my heart a hindrance. Usually, I feel that in my spirit. And where is the spirit? You might ask. I believe wholeheartedly that your spirit, where the spirit is and speaks, is in your belly, in your gut. That's why people say, I, I, I had a gut feeling. I had a gut feeling. And there's a reason why you had a gut feeling. Okay? That's where the spirit be. And the Bible even says, rivers, rivers, rivers of... Oh, let me let me actually pull this up. Uh, I need to not paraphrase the Bible ever again. Are you kidding me? Rivers of flowing. Out of your belly will flow rivers of... Out of... <laughs> rivers of flowing water or rivers of life? Okay. John 7, 38. Whoever believes in me, as scriptures has said, rivers of living water will flow from within him. And that's just one translation, but uh, uh, belly, King James. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said. For me, King James just makes a lot of sense. Out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Rivers, rivers of living water. If you know who I'm doing an impression of, send me $1,000. So, um, so, so I was like, heck yeah. So I know the spirit's there, but I was like, oh my gosh, I feel something in my heart. So I was like, I actually told her on the phone. I was like, actually, I feel like I should pray. So let me, let me come back to you with a 
answer. I gave you an answer, but let me give you an answer, answer after I prayed. And I, you know, I prayed on this thing and constantly, I, you know, I think about Crizo, you didn't, you know, you, you went to Zambia and Zambia turned out to be something that God used for your walk and your life and, and the, you know, your life, your ministry and not your, but like, you know, the, the minute, the call of ministry on your life. And, and that opened a lot of things for you. Like, this is not bad. But then I would think in the Bible where the apostle Paul was preparing, I mean, he, and he would just go, this guy would go, you know, if you know anything about apostle Paul, he went and preached the gospel. That's one of the main things he did. And he was about to go to Asia. I think it was Asia minor. These are just the Bible school things that they teach you, whatever. He was going to go to Asia and the Holy spirit said, no, don't go. So he didn't. Um, and the way that people teach out of that, that I've heard is like, you know, just go. And when just go, always go, because it's easier to, to move a car that's on drive and slowly moving than a car that's on parked. Because if you're just stopping and be like, oh God, should I go? Go, should I go? Like, you're going to be annoying. Like, and you probably already are. So just, just make the plans to just go and Keep an ear out for the Holy Spirit, because if you get redirected, then you know that the Holy Spirit is telling you to go somewhere else. He's not going to tell you to not go for you to not do anything. He redirects you. He doesn't tell you to just you've reached a destination. <laughs> he redirects. You're constantly moving. OK. And the Holy Spirit is constantly speaking. So I was like, I so that's what I was kind of I was like, was that the hindrance? Like, was that the hindrance? And, you know, I. You know, I was just really taking the time, taking my time to really like understand Holy Spirit in this area. Um, I prayed on it. I didn't feel like anything was saying or anything in my spirit or the Holy Spirit was saying. No, I don't want I I know you feel that feeling in your heart, but this is I wanted to consider my spirit. You know, the Holy, I didn't feel that the Holy Spirit was giving me any opposition or any hindrance. Well, you know, and people, you know, as loving as they are, people did give their opposition. I remember, I won't even say who it is, at least right now. And somebody was like, you travel to a lot of countries. And I love this person. This person loves me. Okay. And, you know, so I knew it was out of love. They were like, you travel to a lot of countries. I don't know. Maybe you should just slow down. You know, and I was like, I hear you. But I, 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 I would, I'm going to continue traveling to countries every single year. Like this is, I even want to do two in a year. Let's do it. Let's live it up. You know, so there, there was hindrance. Apparently there was people questioning the Zambia trip that we were heading on, wondering you know, if that was smart or if that was possible. Ugh, just a lot. There's just a lot. There's a lot going on. But you know what? I can say this. I, I gave my friend Faith the yes. I was like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. You know, because I mean, what's there's nothing wrong with going and preaching gospel. And I believe that God's God, his no is not going to be something that you just easily miss. Like I said, those gut feelings you got to heed to. That's not people don't well, I think I had a gut feeling. You usually know, and it's clear if it's a, a no. Don't go outside. You know, like I I used to nanny. Oh, the sweet little boy. 
sweet little boy. And we were playing outside as he likes to do, even though I was suffering, but you know, all for love, <laughs> love, love. And I just had a feeling. I was like, we should go inside. We should go inside. Later on, his mom comes home and there's a poisonous snake outside exactly where we were playing. So, you know, these feelings are clear. And that wasn't a no. That was just a clear, like, I don't know. I don't think we should be out here anymore. And it, and it, it was, it wasn't like a no, no. Sometimes that does happen when it's that urgent, but it was like a clear, like we should leave. So anyways, I'm just, that's just an example. So I gave her my yes and you guys, and during this time I was like, should I, am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to go? Technically I was planning to go anyways. Um, because my family, I have ministers in my family and we're just going to do some really cool things in that country. So that was the plan, but it was a plan. It wasn't, it was a plan without commitment and type person I am. If, if I want to plan something, I'd like to see proof that this is actually going to happen because I can, I can talk. You and I know that I can talk. That's why I got this podcast. So I just like to talk. We can talk all day, but are you going to do something with that talk? Walk, talk your walk and walk your talk. So, you know, I agree to this one because hey, same location. So, (laughs) so, so, you know, and I, you know, I was just in the state of like, I don't know, like if, is this. Did the Holy Spirit really sign off on this? And it wasn't out of doubt, but it was really like, I really hope I made the right choice. I really hope I made the right choice. But this is, you probably shouldn't even live like that because that's not faith. It's not faith. I'm telling you right now. Girl, let me tell you, God has been so good because I've been getting dreams. And that's usually one of the things that like I have to like keep myself in a constant state of faith and worship and praise and and faith and expectancy and like really during when it's mission season for me i i'm like in a season of like i of constantly like hearing sermons or teachings and encouragements of how god provided and financial blessing and how he you know you put the kingdom of god first and he'll hold on my mic is tangled he'll add all these things unto you and you know if you're in the minute if you're called to the ministry and you're actually doing ministry almost everything that you do is for the kingdom of god so you it's like you kind of live a life where it's constantly you're seeing the goodness of god and you you kind of forget where like did i provoke that or did, was that a, is that a result of my offering is that a result of my this or is god just being just 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 because blessings like you know and it's all it's all the goodness of god he really is so good girl let me tell you i'm a dreamer i dream every single night not only that, I'm a spiritual dreamer. And what does that mean? That just means God speaks to you in dreams and he gives you these spiritual dreams. If you don't know what a spiritual dream is, go read your Bible. For a best example I would read is the story of um, Joshua. And it's Joshua, right? Oh my gosh, Crizo, what the heck? I'm not really good at Bible names, but I will get better at it in, in the name of Jesus. In the Bible. No, it wasn't Joshua. We just talked about Joshua. His name started with a J. Coat of many colors. No, I don't want Dolly Parton, the freak. Joseph. All oh, these J names, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The story of jo- Joseph. 
He had a lot of dreams. You can even, Daniel's dreams in the Bible, is, well, it's a little complex, but that's a good example. Um, but jo- spiritual dreams are like kind of like Joseph's. That's, that's a great example. And I mean, it's a perfect example. What the heck? He even interpreted people's dreams and it'll be like, oh, I see like 12 this and this. And, and it, it's, they all symbolize something. Well, I'm a dreamer. I also spiritually dream. And I mean, God speaks to me in dream form a lot. I had a dream and I was fundraising and um, I had a dream and I just put it out on social media and I had a dream where a blonde lady had an envelope full of money. I don't know if you can hear my dad screaming in the background, full of money. And she walked over to me and she handed it to me. And that was a dream. Later on, you know, I get a text, hey, you know, because I'm always on social media. Lately, I haven't been as much like all my stories, cause, but I'm usually like just speaking nonsense on there. I get a text from a lady, a dearly beloved lady. Where is she? Where is she? Uh, where is it? Where's the message? I'm trying to pull it up. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Where is this? Heckin' message. Go, 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 go. Here it is. I get a text. Um, cause I was just talking about my hair. I wasn't even talking about anything important. She said, when are you starting your fundraising for your mission trip? And I said, I started fundraising this week. Mm-hmm. Can you send me a link or let me know where to find it? And, you know, I gave her my link as she gave. Later on, I, and, and it wasn't long after I had that dream, I started thinking about Cash App. And I was like, oh my gosh. Because last year, uh, two years ago, for South Africa, there was money sitting. And it was like a constant, I'm telling you, even though I didn't give the tithe and obey the Lord in that area, it was like money was sitting there waiting. Like, it was like, oh my gosh, like, um, what what was it? I saw the hand of the Lord still provide because it's still that good. And there was a time where the money just kind of, it was just lull. It was, you know, it was, nothing was really going on. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's this all about? No, what? This was South Africa. This is Zambia. Okay, Zambia trip. Sorry. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm seeing the hand of God. Like, I'm tithing. Like, I'm obeying now. Now, um, I'm seeing the hand of God. And lo and behold, my cash app notifications were off. And I had like, and I'm going back right now. I had like, Oh, dear Lord. I have like $170 sitting there in donations <laughs> from people. God is so good. And then I start so recently I started thinking about that because I'm going to DRC. And guess what? Money was sitting there. And I was like, maybe I should turn on my notifications. It was like $100. It was $100. So, you know, God is really, 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 really good. And then I was in... You know, I won't tell you where I was because that's not proper. But I was thinking about like the financial payoff that you get because I was just thinking about school and tuition. I was like, oh, I usually get a check around this time because I was trying to figure that out. I was like, I don't understand. Like I, I financial aid or whatever, but then I, my dad pays tuition. So it's like, why do we even have financial? Anyways, so literally, I kid you not, that day I go into my living room and on the table is usually where we like throw our mail 
like on the coffee table before we put it on the dining room table and then we moved to the granite table the granite countertop a mess was a check for my school of a thousand dollars are you kidding me so you know and you know God gives you people in your life to, you know, that are wise. And my dad is one of those financial people that are just so, is it, is this a cash app notification? I'm sorry. Did somebody give me money? Oh no. Okay. Let me stop. (laughs) God is good. I I expect it though. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Um, But he's one of those people that are just financially very smart. And so my dad gave me a plan on what to do with that. So I'm telling you, there is no reason to doubt, especially on today, on Thanksgiving, especially after watching that service, how God will provide. And that's putting it lightly, simply, excuse me. God will provide. There is no reason to doubt because there's no reason to even question this specific trip because God has been pulling people from the outer ends of the earth. After my Zambia trip, my church, a few people from my the team uh, went on the stage to give a testimony. And this lady... She pulled me over. She said, listen, I have a lot of money. Anything you need, I'll give it to you. If it, whenever, wherever you're going to go next, find me. I will. I want to give. A later, I've been thinking about this lady. I'm just trying to figure out how to approach her. <laughs> but that, and it was like the past Sunday, a dear, dear family friend. She's actually the godmother to my brother. And these people have been in our lives since we uh, immigrated to America specifically florida so oh my goodness and she she's the one she's the reason why i'm even on the mission field her daughter actually um works for overland missions and i remember being in middle school and she was like are you on the mission field are you going are you are you are you on the mission field are you on the mission field yet and I remember the first time and it was like I was eligible for this trip and I told her no because I was just, you know, being annoying and money was like, I was just seeing it as if it was my burden to bear. Like, uh, I'm just trying to do what's best for my family because I don't think that we should spend so much money like that because, you know, the enemy will use people to discourage you. People will, admission trips are a lot of money. They're like this thousand dollars and this many thousand dollars and that. But I'm telling you right now, people, there people, the family of God is willing to give. The family of God, it's a nice family to be in. And people are loving. And people understand the law of seed time and harvest. And people are willing to, like, really see this happen for you. Like, people really believe in the gospel. And they really do believe in you. And I feel blessed to have people in my life that actually really believe in me. And I feel so loved. And I love them to pieces. That's not that's not even a cute way to say that. Why do we say that? I love them so much. I love, and you know, it just reminds me of what we were just reading in Hebrews of how, you know, we all are here as a body or whatever. Oh, I just love the Lord so much. And, and what we were reading in Second Corinthians today about the generous abounding and he gives you this, he gives you a lot so you can generously give and be abounding in your generosity. Oh, God is so good. People understand it. Some people are learning and that's fine. They just have to, you know, it's good that they're actually learning the law of how this thing works and how, how, you know, we are called to like give to the house of the Lord and the things that concern God and, and out of his goodness, he returns very nicely. He does. He's really good at doing that. Okay. Um, but 
she, I feel like this is like a missionary's devotional. She, but that lady, and I'll say her name because she, she deserves her flowers. Laura and Mike Malavan have been a blessing to my life, my family's lives. And I remember as middle schooler, I remember the year that I told her like, no, I wasn't going on that trip that I was eligible to go to. And just the disappointment that I felt I felt like I just disappointed her. She didn't, she didn't look at me like you, you child of disappointment. Like she was just like, oh, okay, next year, next year, you'll be on the mission field. But I just, you know, disappointment is one of my major uh, encouraging ways to get me to do something. Cause I hate that feeling. I hate disappointing people. Not that I'm a people pleaser. Cause not really, but like, so, but people that I actually care about, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to them. So, you know, um, I went on the mission field next year. Her daughter, she, you know, she called that, she called, there's people, God will put people in your life that will call you out, call your calling out of you and they'll see it. God will reveal it to them and they'll, and it, to you, we're just like, oh, this is just a little mission trip, but God will, God will use those people to be like, you are this, you are meant for this. Even in, in the natural, when you're like, that's funny. Oh, it'll all make sense. It'll all make sense. You just keep going and obeying the Lord. It'll all make sense. You just focus on the Lord. And she went up to me recently. She was just like, you know what she said? Same thing. The other lady said, listen, we want to give to your mission trip. Da, 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 da. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? And about the, this, this is so funny how everything works. Cause this is what I also have to say. The last trip, she, like she, shared with me for for i think it was south africa so two trips ago because this is drc you know lord it all gets confusing um she she shared with me that you know she didn't feel released to give and she so wanted to give but she felt in the spirit that god wanted me to build my say it with me dependency on him and i was dependent let me tell you zambia was the very first trip that my dad did not financially sponsor. And I know that that, that doesn't mean anything to you because you don't know my dad. Maybe you do. Some people listening might do, but for the, you know, the occasional stranger, you don't know him. You don't know him. But my, you know, my dad is, he is my bank account. I'll just say that. He's my bank account. Okay. <laughs> he is, he, yeah, yeah, he's pretty great. And I try not to be one of those like spoiled rotten kids that are like, daddy, 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 give me this. But you know, there are some times where I'm just like, wait a minute, I have a dad who can like give me things. Are you kidding me? And like, I'll be like, daddy, hello, your child is asking. And he, he, he's, he's, he's just always been so loving in that way. Um, I love him so much. So I, I told him, I looked in his face and I was like, daddy, I don't want you to give money. You're like, you're going to watch me do this for, and it's going to cost you nish, zilch, nothing, absolutely nothing. Oh, no money. It's going to be free. You're going to send me off for free. The only thing that's going to cost you is the gas money to drive me to the airport. Okay. Is that a bad word? Nish. I heard that on the internet. Okay. It's not a bad word. So. So, and I, you know, he liked that because, you know, a guy that has to pay for everything. Hey, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Depend on the Lord some more. Why don't you? So I did. 
<laughs> and this trip he's not financially covering either uh, yeah he's free to give he is free like my i told my mom actually sewed into my zambia trip but that was her own thing like she was really doing it for her and not when i say that it's not like a selfish thing like oh this is this is for me i'm just doing this to receive but no it was she it was like something she was contending for and she wanted to give her sacrifice and her offering like the lady with the alabaster box or or hannah in the bible you know and that's all principles that child we can go into later okay and so she she felt from the holy spirit and she felt you know like yeah like this is what i want this is what i desire to do because i believe in you i believe in your call but also this is like something that she was walking through with the lord so that was awesome but you know she i didn't you know she didn't I wasn't looking to her to give. I was just looking to the Lord. So God brought a lot of people together that way. And God is bringing people together for me. And God is bringing financial things together for me to even give towards my own trip and, and raise and, you know, get that money and donate. And I actually, funny enough, I have money, like cash, my very first donation from a pastor sitting in my room. I just had to put in my bank account. So today I'm going to go to the bank and deposit that to do another deposit I mean, um, withdrawal from my account and deposited into my missions account for this trip. So I just love the Lord so much. Are you kidding me? There's always more. There's, it's always, I'm always increasing and there's always an abundance and abundance and abundance. God is really good. So I guess this just turned out to be like a devotional for missionaries or people that are pursuing uh, short-term missions or long-term life of ministry. Um, I don't call myself a missionary. My boss does. <laughs> She's so cool. She's a missionary. One of my bosses is a missionary. Mm. Um, she does. She is a full-time everything. Just evangelist, teacher, missionary, this. She's and missionary is not like an office in the, of ministry in the Bible, but you're an evangelist. You're an evangelist, you're a teacher, and you're, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So she called me that. <laughs> okay guys it's me um but no like god is good and you know out of today and thanksgiving and praise you know i dance before the lord today like a crazy woman and that is for the lord in the just praising for what he's done and praising in advance for what's coming my way i'm so grateful to be a child of god it really is a blessing to be here it's a joy to be a christian it's not hard to be a Christian. I don't know why people it's hard being a Christian. It's hard. I heard somebody say that in a Bible study that I was in. Like, and, and this person literally said, it's hard being a Christian. Anyone who doesn't agree has literally not read the Bible. Well, you know, I've skimmed through a few pages once or twice in my life. And I, I remember that part in the Bible where like, that person was needing something and the only one that gave it to them was God. And you know that, you know that one story about that lady who was about to die, her and her son were just preparing to die, like eat their last meal and die, probably go suicide themselves. Um, and then the prophet was like, Hey, give me your last bite. <laughs> give me your last meal. And what God did for them in return, because they gave unto the kingdom of God unto God's, you know, ministerial, you know, people, you know, gave they gave to the kingdom of God. What they got in return was was meal was a never ending flow of food. It never ran out, and they they were good until the famine. And I'm pretty sure they were still good. Are you kidding me? It's, it's God. They were good when the famine was over. They they always they never ran out of food. Basically, is what I'm saying. 
Hey, remember that? Story? I don't know. I don't think that's, I don't think that's hard. I think that, I think that turns out to be very easy for you. I think that's like what we call a blessing. I think that's what we call a relief. Thank God. That's the reason I thank God because you know, death versus living again and never having to worry about food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's hard. I, I don't, I don't think that's the word we're looking for. So it's a blessing. It is a joy to be a believer. Never to all my missionaries and friends out here who want to go on these short term or long term, live a long full time life in ministry. It's the hard part is not believing for God to do anything. That's not even hard. In fact, you can actually expect him to do something. You understand? It's not hard. That's not the hard part. The hardest part of if it, it doesn't to me, it's like probably like pooping in a hole or like walking through sand to get to where you need to go to. And even then God would give you the strength and refresh you to do that. And why do I say boo-booing in a hole? Listen, if you haven't done it, then you, it's, oh my gosh, I hate it. I hate it, <laughs> but it is all for the gospel. There are some trips that require it. But even then, I, I refuse to be like one of those people that say, ministry's hard. Ministry's hard. By faith, I don't want to say that. And I'm aware that there could be people in the ministry that are listening to this being like, oh, you're young. You don't know a single thing. But sorry, I don't want to be like that. I, I, call me naive. Call me young. Call me inexperienced. Whatever. I'm just going to continue walking in faith and speaking in faith. Like, no, I'm doing this unto the Lord. And if it's unto the Lord, it's be it's worship that's not hard that seems that's actually pretty natural you know it feels pretty great just like we talked about in the last episode about anxiety it feels this is good it feels pretty great this is better than what I was going through whatever before you know this you know having the seeing the hand of God come through financially is pretty awesome you know it, it feels great when you're elevated from asking God to get you from one check to the next check and now you're 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 living a life where it's like god where are the people that are gonna you know i'm excited i'm thanking you in advance for the people that are going to connect their finances to this trip for me and and i'm I, you know you you get to, you get to have people kind of like partners you know basically and i have god is in my life of developing my dependency on him god has given me a constant flow of people that constantly give and people that are happy and rejoice and support me. That's God. And that happens out of you living a life of faith and really considering and looking unto God for every single matter. Like everything. Let everything you do be unto the Lord as if it was unto the Lord. And and do it in praise. Don't do it out of reluctancy. Don't do it out of, well, I, I was forced to do this I don't really want to you're better off just keeping that for yourself because then it's not even worship nobody wants one of the worst feelings ever is when people give you a gift and they're just like you better like it because you know I didn't want to spend all this it was a lot of money it was now this was very expensive so that you know just keep the gift nobody asks you to spend this much money nobody asks you to get this for me Firstly, when I have a birthday party and I invite people, I tell them, like, you don't have to give me gifts. To me, to me personally, and I know this seems like like a humble brag, 
<laughs> but no, I enjoy, I honestly enjoy people's presence more than what you can give me. But when you do decide to give me, and I tell people, you don't have to get me anything. But when you do get me something, I appreciate you. Like in an amount that is immeasurable. Because still, because I know you did that out of love. I know you did that out of love. And, but I'm not God. The tithe belongs to the Lord. The tithe belongs to the Lord and the tithe, this tithe literally just means 10. I don't know why people, well, I tithe, I tithe in, in serving the Lord. You can't, no, that's not, that's not how tithe works. It means 10. It just means 10, tenth, a 10th of, you know, you can't give a 10th of serving. This is, we're talking about monetary things, you know, we're talking things that can be divided up. You can't do that with serving as a, an usher or a greeter with a cardboard sign that's really pretty that's you can't tithe like that ma'am sir okay tithe belongs to the lord you're stealing from god after all he's given you are you kidding me you're not created for yourself you kidding me you belong to the lord as a christian you know as a christian as a christian the tithe you need to tithe and not only that there's tithe and then there's offering now the offering is going to be your gift and that's you should, I mean, that's, I don't know why you wouldn't give an offering. I don't know why anybody wouldn't. I don't know why anybody experiencing a believer, experiencing the goodness of the Lord wouldn't feel compelled to give or, or like you're seeing a young missionary start out and you just, Oh God, I, I want to give what I can $10 a month or $20 a month or this or 20 a week or $15 a week. And I want to give because I believe, I don't know why you wouldn't feel compelled to, to help a church build a larger sanctuary to reach, to seat more souls and win people to the kingdom. And, and not only that, you know, there's so many things. I love seeing churches supporting churches and hearing stories about, oh, this church gave 10 grand to my ministry or this ministry because I'm, I'm, I'm endeavoring to, with this project with the Lord and that church believes in me. And, and then you see that type of relationship where that ministry gives to that ministry and that ministry gives back to that ministry. And you see them increase because it's like a snowball. You give and then you, you reap and then you sow. You sow and then you reap it. You reap and then you see the harvest and you're like, oh, that makes that kind of makes me want to give some more. And it's like, but you're doing it out of love. Like, ah, it's just a beautiful family. I'm telling you, the, the family of God is loving and they are wonderful. So you're included in that. And do you see that snowball start forming when you put in your seed? You know, when you plant a seed in the ground, an apple seed in the ground, you get a tree with many apples that have many seeds. That's how the law of seed time and harvest works. You sow a seed, you always get larger in return than what you see than you sowed. You know, it was larger than your seed. It's always how it is. That's not in nature. Nature will oftentimes, a lot of the, almost all the time, will exemplify the character and the nature of God. So think about that next time you feel compelled in the spirit. To give well this is a seed and i know the fruit of this seed will be greater than what i've sown i don't want i don't want this to be one of those like people that are like no you're just getting into the prosperity gospel okay well get your un, like unclench your butt cheeks for a second and just hear what i'm actually saying I'm reading to you Bible principle. I'm not reading to you something that somebody else is preaching. I'm not reading into you something that if you sow this exact amount, then God's going to do this. Obey the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to give. This is Bible principle. 
okay? Easy on me. And for the record, just to, just to, just to make your life harder, I like Joel Osteen. I think he has great hair and great teeth. And I don't think it's a sin for, for God to make people prosperous. And people that criticize him, oftentimes, a lot of the times, I will say, have the story wrong. Especially the whole when um, Texas flooded. They're like, well, he has a huge church. He could have sat people in. Tell that to the city. The city didn't allow them to host all those people. And they could have housed them. Personally, you know, and I don't have a big church, so I can't tell the guy what to do or tell him what I would have done. Probably, I probably would have disobeyed the law. But then again, I don't have a big church. I'm not Joel Osteen. I don't have that type of hair. I don't have that type of, that set of teeth. I don't have that jawline. That guy's beautiful. <laughs> in the, in like, in a uh, wholesome way. You know, not, 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 definitely not a man crush Monday. But, you know, he's, he's a servant of the Lord. And I'm not interested in speaking bad about people that blessed with the hand of God on them. Listen, maybe if you make a mis like, maybe if you're like, you know, in heresy and like are operating actually like evilly, I'll speak bad against you by name, but you don't, I wouldn't critique people who, who's, you can, you can still see hands, God's hand is still over them. Uh, just this, just, just a, just a tip. Maybe, um, you know, don't touch God's anointed. Maybe that's a good place to live your life in. And I'm not interested in doing that. I'm interested in honoring those people. If I see God honoring you, it'll be smart for me to start honoring you too. Because clearly, something's over there. Okay? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay? Something is going on that God is pleased by. And I, it wouldn't be smart for me to start looking for problems. People do that. They use God will prosper somebody and people will be like, well, well, you need to tell me what you're spending money on. But like, it's not your business. It's not your business. But you know, but you know, if you're in the ministry, you should be honest. And a lot of ministries are very honest and they have no problem with telling you, okay, that's fine. Well, we use this amount. We feed this many kids, thousand kids every day. That's where a lot of this money goes. And then they have no problems telling people that, that they're being just and honest with their money, as they should be. But uh, that's none of my business to know what. It's none of my business. I I give unto the Lord. If you want to, if there's ministries that want to pervert what I've given to the Lord, my offering, I gave to the Lord my seed. You'll get your payout if you pervert that. But I will also, don't don't forget, I will also get my payout because this is me giving. My giving is not... I gave to the Lord. I'm getting my blessing. You kidding me? Or God will pay me back so I can give to somebody else that handles it better. <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, it's, I am not concerned financially of where God will take me. And I say that in faith. I'm saying that in faith. And I fully believe it right now as I say it. I'm not concerned and you shouldn't be concerned. And I want you to say, even if you logically can't even feel like you can say that say it in faith i'm not concerned financially because god will god will take me where i need to get god can work all that stuff in order i'll let tomorrow worry about tomorrow and i'll do the today as faithful and as best as i can okay because you know people there's a, like especially for the ministry you want to go on a mission trip and it's like a lot of money or whatever to you listen you continue the ministry that's three grand 
<laughs> you're gonna want it's like it's you're gonna increase things you want to you want to go in the lord things are gonna get you're gonna want you're gonna desire things that are higher priced but here's the thing god you build as you go you build your dependency and three grand is gonna what once to you was like a feat is gonna be like a sigh of relief because like three grand is gonna be changed to you soon after where it's like oh yeah that's normal yeah yeah i'm telling you mission trips before were like a thousand dollars now where i'm going where god's calling me to go it's like standard price i'm like oh, okay yeah i'm guessing it's gonna be three grand like i use I, sh- I my mouth fell open when i first heard that price now i'm like okay yeah that's normal and it's not out of be like it's harder i'm telling you no i'm telling you that's god maturing you and saying look you handled that little amount well and I'm going to give you this and you're and when you handle that well, your faith's going to grow. And then we're going to take you to new levels and new heights, new level, same devil. You get better and the devil still stays beneath your feet. He's not going anywhere and your faith is going to skyrocket and you're going to see things come together in fruition. And you're really, I mean, really going to see God provide for you and show you just how, how wonderful he is. He delights in that. He delights in giving his children what they desire and delight for. He really does. What does the Bible say about that? Matthew 7, 11, 7, 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Or another translation, which I think this is really cool. So if you sinful people, if you sinful people, if if sinners and evil people are knowing they know how to give good gifts to their children and we serve a good God, the NLT translation say, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those? That's the same thing. Anyways. So you can trust in the Lord. That's going to be the easiest thing you can do. He makes it easy. It's really us that make it hard. <laughs> Hyperventilating on the side of Mississippi Road in the dark, being black. Just <laughs> freaking out over nothing. And after you come out of it, you're going to realize that was literally nothing. And it, I love that feeling when you're like, when, you, when you're about to do something John daunting and then you finish and you're like, bro, really? Really? But that's good. That encourages you to do the next big thing. And and then all of a sudden, every time they have like, oh, we're going to this location, you're just immediate, your parents, your family just know. That's how my family knew I was going to go to Zambia. My church announced Zambia and my, my, I remember my, my family members, they were just like turned to each other and they were like, Crizo's going. Yeah. They already knew at this. They just know that I just, I just be going, I'd be gone. I'd be gone. And I like it. I like to live like that. Build your faith in the Lord put that stuff in your spirit don't neglect don't don't be one of those people that are careless now oh my goodness i know people like that they'll they'll you know they'll want to do they'll they'll want to do things they want and desire is not enough i'll just say that you have to put some action behind it walk your walk walk your talk and talk your walk okay because i've seen people i want to go on a mission trip and they'll sign up and they won't do they'll do niche nail zilch they do niche about anything. And then people have to reach in, reach in their pockets just because they believe in this kid to go on the mission trip. And what do they do on the mission field? Because they didn't handle this one responsibility. They didn't handle it well. They never stood their money well. They didn't 
you know, they didn't pass, I would say. They didn't, you didn't do it right. Them on the mission field is like nothing. You get nothing. You do nothing. You see nothing. And this, and I don't even think it's because it's like a punishment for what you didn't do. I think that's just, that was in you. You're just walking out what was already in you. There's nothing in you that compelled you to actually, you just, either you walked in fear and doubt. I don't even know why you even signed up. But anyways, you walked in fear and doubt. You didn't do, you didn't do nothing. Nothing. You, you sowed nothing and then you got nothing back. And because there was nothing in you, you went on the trip thinking that there was something in you to do something, but you didn't even, even in the time in your preparation, you didn't even sow anything in you then. So you have nothing to pour out. So this is just really what you reap is what you really saw. I've seen people, I've been, I've been in locations and mission trips with people. And just so you know, I've been with a lot of different organizations. So you'll never know who I'm really talking about (laughs) unless you're me in the Holy ghost. But I didn't invite you. In my, in my, you know, I didn't invite you to live in my life, so I never accepted baptism of you. So you're never gonna know. You're never gonna know. I've been on mission trips with people where it's just like, why are you here? Bad attitudes, here for the wrong reasons, walking in sin. You're just here to be a distraction, a burden. And when I say burden, I mean burden. So don't, don't. Don't be, don't, don't even try to like get angry because that's the type of language Apostle Paul used. You're not beneficial. He, he used that when he was talking about one of his sons, spiritual sons. He was like, he, you know, before he wasn't beneficial to you, but I hope he is now. He, I think he was in jail, you know, locked up. Anyways, um, you're not beneficial. You're not adding anything to this team. You're harming this team. Why are you here? You're not productive. You're lazy. You're doing nothing. You get nothing and you're just here to just like complain or be weak or lame or something. And when I say bad attitude, to me, that's a make and break, make and break, make and bake and make and break. If I see you ministering with a bad attitude, friend, you knock it off immediately because I don't think there's going to be much success following you. Nobody wants to be around you anyway. So I don't even know. You come to me. Are you kidding me? If I was in a village in Africa somewhere and you came to me talking about, you know, Jesus as well. And your face looks like it's it's been through hell. And look, and you look like you arrived, like you're from the north side of your town. I'm not serving that God you serve. I don't want to look like you. I was happy here tending to my chickens. I was happy in my hut or in my home, my abode, you know since we're very diverse in Africa, we can, we can have more than huts. I was happy over here. You're coming over here in your flip-flops and frown. And I don't, I don't want that. Your hair is all greasy. Serve the God I serve. He's nice. No, thank you. (laughs) I don't want that. But if you come to me with joy and I mean it, you joyful people, you can see it in their eyes. They exude joy in everything they do everything they do and there's not a situation where they 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 can't spin it around and make someone laugh or be in a good attitude they can't you know okay we'll just look at the bright side and you know sometimes you know build up your joyful friends because sometimes they are just pulling they're pulling from a lot to even continue being joyful so build them up make them make them laugh make me laugh you guys i'm not desperate i'm not asking begging for it but you know build each other up your family when you see people like that 
and you you see something different like some you you ever seen people and you're like I'm impressed by your entire existence what do you do I want to find out everything about you because you look interesting and I want to know and then they tell you well this is how I do it and I'm invited and you get invited to that you yeah you look cool that's why I felt you know that's why I even because I knew I was called to the ministry um in a church service but when I saw a minister, the way he ministered, the that inspired me so much. That really just really, because I knew the Holy Spirit called me, but it really made me really, really, really like excitedly get along with it, get on board with it because I saw, oh my gosh, you can minister and be funny and not lame or weird or boring. Are you kidding me? So you see people like that, you want to be around them. You you want to know like, what what do you even, what are you doing today? what do you do you know that that'll make me want get that'll make me interested and in, and in, oh you, you said you credit this to god his name is yahweh his name is oh my goodness yeah tell me more about him oh you're gonna tell me what he did for you you used to be sad you don't even look like you even seen anything sad within five mi- ten, a thousand miles of you Are you kidding me so i see these i've been on these trips with these miserable looking people miserable and they're miserable to be around with they're they're miserable to talk to i mean if you ever wanted to just experience five minutes of depression or suicidal thoughts spend five minutes with them they got it down they'll come in clutch (laughs) they really will terrible 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 people to be around (laughs) I've been on trips with these people and you know on some trips I've seen God turn around really deal with them attitude wise and praise God everybody benefits and then on some trips I've just seen them just continue in their flesh and you never really see them back so that's really good (laughs) that's really really good don't be those people don't don't be those people take this time that you are maybe in your your fundraising time maybe you're you're trying to just maybe you're just trying to consider okay god what do you want me to do what do i do this do i do this three-month program wink wink you know what i'm talking about do i do this is it three or two months do i do this three-month program um do i go to ministry school do i do this prepare yourself in the lord pray fast worship praise read the word go to church services not just your own churches travel there are traveling evangelists get in those holy spirit services receive from the holy spirit i mean there's healing revival but there's so many things especially in america there's a lot i mean we just had a, a huge evangelist and i think he's still in america ankit Ramba. i don't know how to say his last name he's, he was in america get in these services like go to these things because i don't personally i don't take people seriously that you know, want something and then you don't do anything for it. So why would God take you seriously if you just, God, I want to do this. And you don't even make any moves. What did Cardi B say? Money moves? I don't know. <laughs> I don't listen to her. But money, whatever. Make the moves. I want to make money. I want to be a rapper. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in my city that want to be rappers. And I don't see them rapping. I don't see them hustling i don't see them working i hate to sound like Dwayne the rock johnson or any one of those like alpha male motivational speakers right now but it's it's biblical 
you know, faith without works is dead. You got to put action behind it. You, I, I really want to go on the mission field. Start putting money in every paycheck you get. Get a job. What the heck? <laughs> I want to go get a job. Get a job solely for that. Put money, put the money aside for the tithe, possibly any offering or investments and, you know, build up your storehouse, build up your generational wealth that you can pass down. Give to the Lord. Put money aside. Okay, I'm going to give 100 a paycheck, 100 a paycheck. If you get paid weekly, give 100, you know, give a portion of that or even half a paycheck to that. Like, figure that out, okay? And you'll see, I'm telling you, things add up. That's one of the things you learn when, you, when you're fundraising. One dollar, somebody's one dollar, and two people's one dollar is two dollars. And you are two dollars closer to where you need to get. You, I mean, you'll even be, I remember begging, I kind of used to beg until I started turning things around. I, I would beg people, give, give, give. Nobody wanted to give until I really got into the revelation of, you know, this is a seed. This is a sow, you're sowing a seed. The church should be sowing seeds into the gospel going out. This is their responsibility, technically. And make sure you're doing it too. You don't want to be a hypocrite, okay? You don't want to be a hypocrite. And I support my share of missionaries that are my friends and I love them and, and ministries that I give to weekly, monthly, all of that, sh all of that stuff. I didn't, I was going to say all that Shabazz or all that. I know sometimes it sounds like I'm about to curse. I'm not, I don't do that. Yeah, that's a podcast for another day. Um, you know, until I started getting to that and actually kind of teaching on that on my Instagram, people, people started giving. And these are people that continually give each year or, or I would go on a trip with these people and then they'll see, they'll see that on my life and they'll be like, I want to give to you because you, or they'll, a lot of times people will be like, you're young. And I know that like you have that drive to do that every single, whatever I want to give where I can't go. I want to send my, whatever my contribution to go. And I'm going to do that. And it's, it's such an, oh, it's such a blessing. It just gives me just shivers. I love the Lord so much. And God will do that for you. God is not a respecter of persons. Get that in you right now. He's not a respecter of persons. There's nothing that's like, God's like, well, I just like this person more. So that's why he's experiencing my hand in greater levels. That This is all a matter of biblical principles that you have to activate. I know that sounds like, activate your but you know when you're a college student and you buy an ebook you you get the subscription just because you have the subscription doesn't mean that you have access to the book you have to go on the website put the activation code in to read the actual book you i know you paid for it but it's not done you're not done yet i know you became a christian but get in your word and practice these principles this is not something, well, she's the pastor's whatever, or he's, he's going to be the next pastor of this church. Or, and well, he, he's, he's connected to this minister and his, he's from a ministry family. So that's why they'll always have people to give to them. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> the point you got to go in faith. You have to activate the stuff. I remember a minute, like a friend of mine who is the daughter of a pastor she was over here looking for people to give to because she was short money to get to where she needed to go and do what she needed to do that she's doing full time now. She was looking. Is there, she even texted me, is there anything that you're doing? It was a year that I didn't go on a mission trip. Is there anything you're doing that I can give to? 
Because she understood the law of seed time and harvest. I said, no. Aw. I wish there was something I was doing. Dang it. And that's why I continued to go. No matter what. Right? 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 So, and you know, God is faithful. She, she's, she's doing it full time. Just like I just said. She's got, she's got the money. <laughs> she's got the support now. And it, God is really good. So, Oh yeah, another person came up to me actually. Three people actually came up to me and said, God revealed to me, God spoke to me, and the Holy Spirit told me He wants me to give towards your trip. God will do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. What there's nothing different about me. I'm listen, you well, God just likes you more. Well, he loves all of us. I don't know if he likes all of us the same, because I I feel like I'm pretty awesome. But you are too. No. But the Bible says that God is not a respecter of persons. There's, he doesn't do favorites. He doesn't play that. Okay? It's obedience. It's all about obedience. So you future missionaries and all this stuff, I didn't even know this is going to be a word for you guys. Or people that are just expecting anything in the Lord financially or whatever. Obey the word of God. Seek the matters of this word. If something's not going right in your life and you're, you're not content... And you know that something should be going right. You can like seek the Holy Spirit. Speak to him. Build your dependency on the Holy Spirit. You go to him for things you need. Don't rely on people. And let me tell you, for one of these mission trips, there's a lot of people in my life that I know have money. Listen, loaded. Are you kidding me? There's this one person. It felt it was kind of felt like I was just getting mocked where I my trip is three grand. And this person literally told me, Oh, I just spent $3,000 in the Louis Vuitton store. And I looked at this person and I was like, well, that's, that's the cost of my entire trip. <laughs> Hello. And you spent it in 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, you could have changed my life. You kidding me? Later on, that person was begging to give to my trip. But it, that was, that's another story for another day. It's actually a really interesting story, but I'll, I'll tell that story for another day. And I, you know, I ended up not receiving it because it wasn't it wasn't a seed of I believe in you know the Holy Spirit told I believe in what you're doing and I you know in faith I really do want to get, connect my seed it was like it felt it was technically like a forgiveness seed like hey I did you wrong I want to give to your trip how much do you need no I don't want that you give to the Lord you don't you don't give to earn my anything you don't give to whatever give to God this is your act of worship it's a sacrifice sacrifice of praise it's a sacrifice but it's a seed that will always bear fruit and give you reward seed time and harvest you don't plant an apple tree and you know never see anything about it again not only that you tend to your seed seal it in praise and worship god i you know i gave this money i thank you god that i'll see the return thank you god that this 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 is going to bless me and this is going to be the the harbinger oh big words harbinger which is like the kind of like the it compels it's like the be compelling beginning it will start to things it's kind of like the start of a snowball effect this is going to be the thing that sets it off this will be the harbinger of the great seeds that i you know declare that i want to sow i always told my friends i can't wait i'm excited for the day that i get to fund an entire missions team to go somewhere in my church where there's going to be people that are like kids that are probably poor and they'll be like i don't i want to go but i have no money don't worry, I got you. 30 grand. The whole team's going. Y'all want to fly first class? 
yeah, you're a child of God. I think you guys should do things in style and be comfortable. Nobody, first of all, no one should fly anywhere in Africa, to Africa, in economy. That is torture. It's awful. And I believe that if you're flying that far, it should be in first class because the type of people that I've sat next to, not of the Lord. Oh my goodness. Like these conditions are not heavenly. Anyways, whatever. I, I'm, and Lord Jesus, I really do want to fly first class to Africa because this is, it's, 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 it's a long flight and I like flights. I like traveling, but you should not be cramped up. Like that's not okay. Anyways, whatever. And I, you know, I want to do that for these people. How am I going to get there? It was going to start on me depending on the Lord for what I have now. I, I can't get there if the biggest seat I've ever sewed is $10. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I, I remember one of the largest, one, there was once a year, and it wasn't that long ago. Because you know, I'm only 22. It's not like I'm 80 or 30. You know, so I remember one time $200 was like the biggest seat I sewed. Now, and just, just, just to be real, I get $15 a week. For the most part, $15 a week. This is one of the donations that I I have, like like that's continual giving of. Okay, so there are four weeks in a month, about four weeks. $15, $15 times four, that's $60. 60 times 12, I give $720 a year. There, one year, my, my biggest seed was $200. Do you know how much it takes for me to even... Let's see, 15, four, 15 times four, 15 times four, let's do, oops, my math. In three weeks, I would give more than I've given to somebody a year. I don't think 720 a year is even the right math. Listen, I'm not the best at math, but Listen, I give more in a, in a, in a couple of, in so on weeks than I've given in a year, a few years ago. Are you kidding me? It, it's levels to levels with these things. So you have to continually depend on the Lord. And this is, and this isn't like, I'm not saying this from like, I've achieved greatest everything. And I'm looking down on you to tell you what you need to do. I'm learning this too. Uh, there's a lot of times where I I record a podcast and I listen back and it's I need that word. There's a lot of times where I've, I've I play it at night and I'm like, ooh, amen, because I'm like I really need that word. Like I I'll pray it myself at the end of some episodes where I'm just like I, I receive that. I'm telling you, this is this is this is spoken in truth. So I just wanted to you know I just wanted to share that and teach that out of I just felt just the strong desire to get on the microphone and share that um out of just my desire just out of my worship and attitude of praise and you know i believe you know this attitude i have it's it's a seed i'm sowing and it's gonna continually keep me in that good attitude and atmosphere to really like continue to be faithful to the lord and continue to be someone and walk in a way that's worthy right hebrews 4 12 you read it yourself okay I, I want to pray for you guys that this applies to. Father God, I thank you, God, for the listeners, first off. But I thank you, God, for the people that this applies to. Help them keep the joy and faith alive. 
just like I prayed in the other episode, I pray that you would give them a stronger desire to get in their word. Father God, help them not ignore your voice, the leading of the Holy Spirit again, and help them see how easy the law of seed time and harvest really is. Help them think about the times that they've seen you provide. And help them see that this is a relational type relationship. And I pray that this this isn't this won't even be the hard part. That from this point on they'll see how easy this has all really been. And by faith that they continue and do amazing, amazing things with you and for your kingdom. Thank you, God, that there'll be a blessing, that there's gonna be people. Oh my gosh, the fire alarm. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. Hold on. Someone in my house can't cook. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, God, that oh, that they'll be the type of people that people will praise God that they exist. They'll they'll be the type of people that 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 are that I thank God for that I've even given in my trips. Let them be those type of people. Thank you, God, for these people, and I pray that your provision will not be something that seems like it's out of reach, but it will be something that's like a constant thing where they just see your goodness your goodness in your hand in everything. It's easy to expect and believe that God can provide and will provide. That's not something that they have to like walk like through in sweat and like trepidation and whatever. That's something that just comes naturally. God will provide. Whatever need I have, God will provide. I just have to ask of him and I'll praise and I'll thank him in advance, believing that he answered me the moment I asked in faith. And in the natural, they'll see it manifest because of their faith in believing that you are a provider. Thank you, God, for those people. And I pray that everything that they dream, they'll be able to see it in this lifetime and do it in this lifetime. We serve a supernatural God. Nobody else can do what you can do. We honor you and we thank you, God, for, for you. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're if you're not a Christian and you, and you are listening uh, and you want to give your life to the Lord, say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. You know, I believe, Jesus, you are Lord. I believe God is your Father. I believe that God raised Jesus up from the dead and on the third day he rose again. I believe that he took my sins and made me clean by the blood of Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. I give my life to you. I want to I want to live this life unto you. I want to be a Christian. And I believe now as I receive Jesus Christ, I am a Christian. And heaven is my home and God is my father. In Jesus name, amen. And you know, find a good church. And a good church is a church that believes the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing, and is actively doing something. They're not stagnant. They're not dead. People there aren't at between the ages of 90 and 100. You know, people enjoy being there. And people really do things for the kingdom of God. They put the kingdom of God first. The, these, the, a good church preaches the gospel. They support the gospel. You know, that preaches biblical, biblically. Find a good church. And if you don't have a good church in your area, move to somewhere that does have a good church and go to the church. Don't watch it online because that's not going to stay that way. You're, you're going to fall asleep. Go to the church. Assemble with believers. Get in, get, get, get under a pastor. Get discipled. 
really, you're in the family now. Enjoy the benefits that come with the family. I'm so glad you're in the family. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. We were supposed to be in North Carolina at like 6 in the morning. Like, we were supposed to drive there. It is like 1.20 p.m. and we're still in Florida. We didn't buy any Thanksgiving food. <laughs> so I don't really know what we're going to do today. Um, but God bless you. Have a happy Thanksgiving.